Hello and welcome to Hard Rate, a podcast featuring everyday runners who will be sharing their stories with us and with you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Heart Rate, episode one. This is a very special episode featuring my lovely and supportive wife, Terry Kohler. And initially, this episode was meant to be a test run. Um, as you know, you know, both Andy and I are, are new to podcasting and, and we wanted to make sure we knew what we were doing, essentially. And um, Terry very kindly agreed um, to be part of the, the first episode. I am thrilled to, to welcome her. I think this is this a very successful uh, podcast, and I am excited for everyone to, to hear it, to hear her story, to learn what brought her to running, why she has uh, stuck with it uh, over the years, um, and I am just so grateful for her to be part of this, um, and I'm grateful for her support. Um, so let's get right to it. Thank you for joining us, Terry. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Heart Rate, uh, episode one. We have a very special first opening podcast with my lovely and supportive wife, Terry Kohler. <laughs> they can't see you make those faces. <laughs> okay. You can also introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. I'm Terry. So, Terry and I have been together for se- several years. Uh, we got married last October. Um, when I met her, she was already a runner. Um, but obviously, you know, she has her own story. Um, you know, and both Coach Andy and myself, the, you know, the, this whole our blog series and our podcast series that we call Heart Rate, it's meant to feature everyday runners and get and get their their story. You know, we're not elite runners. We're not professionals. We are people who who do this because we enjoy it we do it for fun we do it to improve ourselves it's for our own health and fitness um and you know we have our own variety of reasons as to why we started um and why we continue um year after year um so normally honey these questions are in an email format um but we're not going to do that because you so lovingly you lovingly agreed to to do this (laughs) which I super duper appreciate. <laughs> so we're going to go through this podcast style. Is that okay, okay with you? Sure. Wonderful. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so thank you, honey, for agreeing to do this, even though you think I tricked you into it. You did. Right. That's debatable. <laughs> um, I mean, I, of course, already know much of your story, but not everybody else does. Um, and, and as I said, this is to get to know you better, what is important to you about running, about the, the community that you and I are, are both a part of, um, and what you would want to share with other people who are either getting started or who have been doing it, you know, but just maybe for different reasons than what you have been doing is for. Um, so that's why it's very, very simple. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? Do you prefer to run on trail or road or both? Do you have a preference? (laughs) 
Uh, I grew up in Boulder, Colorado, which is um, obviously at a much higher elevation than New York City, where I live now. And I definitely did not run as a child. So I grew up in Colorado, not super athletic. Probably the most I would ever do was go climb rocks or go for hikes, which I enjoyed very much. But I didn't play team sports. I didn't go to the gym. Uh, and then I, as an adult, I'm a stage manager. So I work here in New York City. Um, I just opened my first Broadway show, which is very exciting. Uh, but in general, I spend most of my time off Broadway. Her. I don't. I have very little experience running on trails. I've done a lot of hiking on them, but I generally prefer to run on the road. Me too. Also, for those of you, quick plug. <laughs> uh, what the Constitution means to me is on Broadway, playing at the Helen Hayes Theater, extended through July 21st. It's a fantastic show, uh, and I'm super duper proud of Terry for being part of it. She was part of it when it was off Broadway, and got to go with it uh, when it moved to Broadway, which has been very awesome. Anyways, <clears throat> next question. So, how did you start running? What what sort of brought you down the whole like path to running? Um, well, you know, like I said, I never was a person who particularly enjoyed working out. I definitely as a as an adult in my late twenties, early thirties would go through periodic spurts of going to the gym and I hated it, so it was never a thing that stuck. Um and I I went abroad. I was working on a show in London for several months that was not super pleasurable in a lot of ways. And so I came back feeling I'd put on a lot of weight. I was really unhappy and I knew that I needed to do something and I don't like the gym. So I had a friend, Catherine, who had started running the year before and I asked her if I could go out with her um, to go for a run. And she said, sure, but I'm really slow. And I said, well, that's fine because I don't like to run. Uh, so we went out to, she took me out to Prospect Park and what she did was she said to me, okay, we're going to run until we are tired and then we'll walk till we're not. And then we'll pick, pick it back up again. And so we did a full loop of, loop of Prospect Park with a combination of running and walking. And it got to the point, you know, sooner rather than later when I could do the whole thing running. And then sometimes I went out by myself and I realized that I actually enjoyed it. Uh, so that was really the start of my running. And then sometime through the middle of that summer when I started, Catherine said to me, well, you know, there's a 5K race in the park tomorrow. And I said, well, should we do it? Um and she was like, yeah, let's do it. And I, and I think that, you know, I, I had the confidence of knowing I could do a full loop of the park. So I knew I could finish that distance. Uh, and because the race was literally the next day, I didn't have time to back out. So, <laughs> you know, it was kind of a good strategy. Um, so trial by fire. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that I, I got there. You know, I, I got to that race. I was waiting at bid pickup to meet Catherine and feeling very awkward by myself and a little bit out of my comfort zone. And I heard some people standing there talking to each other saying, Oh, I'm just going to run straight six and a half. And I, I didn't know what to do with that. Catherine got there and I said to her, Catherine, there are real runners here. And she looked at me and said, you're a real runner. And I was like, no, no, that I'm not, but I can't. And you know, I, to this day will never run a 5k in six and a half minute miles. But I've come to realize that that doesn't make that is not the defining feature that makes you a runner. Absolutely not. I mean, I, I think I, I told you before, like my my very first five k, I think I ran like nine thirties, and, and I, that's speedy, you know, for your first. Yeah, I I ran that race and I finished and I wanted to throw up. I almost threw up. <laughs> I I legitimately passed up 
a whole table of chocolate because it was the hot chocolate 5k and 15k because i felt so terrible after that 5k i was like i don't want any chocolate i want to go home and lie down and i had friends who were running the 15k and, and we're like oh yeah we're, we're gonna aim for like 730s for for a 15k and i was like how long is a 15k like oh it's like it's 9.3 and like, i i was like i don't understand how anyone <laughs> could run for that long you know and obviously at this point i've run multiple marathons and i've run ultras so i i I know it's practical, but at that time, I was like, I don't know how anyone runs more than these three miles. That's right. astounding to me. Right. Yeah, I have lots of friends who, when they start out running, say, well, or even people who don't, you know, there's lots of people in this world who don't race, but go out and run four miles three or four times a week, and they always end up apologizing for that, like as if it's not enough. And I always say, you know, getting out of there three to four times a week no matter how much you do is, is a really good practice. Sure. And, you know, and like, again, you know, not to, to plug the, you know, the business that Andy and I run, but our whole philosophy is like, if you run at all, whether you, you race or you do it for yourself or for whatever reason, you are a runner. Right. You know, like this is a thing that is open to everybody. Not everyone has to compete. And even when you do compete, it should truly be with yourself unless you are a legitimate professional and you're actually competing against other people for like prize money. In general, well, most yeah. of us, most of us do this to, to co compete against our, 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 our own self and see what we can do. If we choose to actively do that, recreational running is a perfectly legitimate form of, of running to just enjoy it and do it for yourself for, for life if that's what you want to do. Right. And not just that, like, you know, I think sometimes people end up apologizing because they're not racing, but they, and, or that somehow only four miles isn't very much, but it is, you know, if you just are starting out, you're going to, it building up to four miles is an accomplishment. Building up to one mile, I would argue is an accomplishment. I will <laughs> never forget the day I, I, I ran <laughs> a full mile without stopping. Yeah. It, it was a big day. Yeah. I was one of those kids who, like, I don't know if you had this. When I was in elementary school, we had to, you know, in PE, we would have to run a mile, and they would be timed, and we'd be tested on it, and I could not do it. I mean, I obviously finished, but I walked a lot. I was not a person who ever thought that this was a fun thing to do. No, I I, I had the, the, the same thing. The funny thing was that, actually, um, the, the track coach, at my high school at one point tried to uh, recruit both my brother and myself. My brother made more sense because he, he already played football and he played baseball and he did sports. Right. Um, I happened to be at, at one of the, the timed mile uh, events and I had asked um, my, my, my gym teacher if I could run it barefoot. And he was like... <laughs> If you want to do that to yourself, he's like, <laughs> he's like, but if you don't finish in you know, X amount of time, you're not going to get a passing grade. And I was like, I'll be fine. Um, you know, I think that that foreshadowed the way that I currently run. Um, but at that time, I I thought nothing of it. But I you know I I, I ran it, not 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 a particularly fast time, 
but um, running actually without any shoes on uh, <laughs> was very comfortable for me. And, and the, the, the track coach had been impressed by that. And uh, she, she had called my parents and was like, if you can do that without wearing shoes, if I put him in shoes, he could probably do pretty well. And I was like, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> do you have any regrets? Do you wish you had started running more professionally back then? Yes and no. Like, I, I think my life might have taken a slightly different path had I begun like a team sport, you know, and I, as, as I, as, as I, we, we've been running for about the same amount of time. Um, and you know, I, I have some like natural, I think genetically based talent for it. Right. Um, because it, it came to me very quickly. I, I picked up, I built up a lot of speed. Um, I see a lot of people who to begin to lose weight too. And, and generally change some of their fitness habits. You, you know, you, you eat better, you eat healthier, you learn what works for your body. Um, and all those things improve for me. I'm also, depending on the day it is, can be fairly speedy. And had someone nurtured that talent when I was younger, yeah, you know, it, things might be different today. But, you know, I don't, you know, I, I, I lived the life I did and it led me to where I am and, and ultimately that also led to you. So I can't really regret any of that because I got you. <laughs> um, so so you, you started running with, with, with Catherine, which is awesome. Um, was there anything that like propelled you to start kind of going more towards like the half marathon distance you know, to, to like the, the, the longer distance stuff? little bit of a snowball like you know we started doing we just signed up for a bunch of races which was fun and I don't think I mean I knew maybe one or two other people who were doing it at any given time but you know I start to be able I started to be able to tick off 5ks and 10ks and I, I will say that like when I when I started running I said to somebody that I knew who had been running half marathons like oh no I can never do that like that's just no um, that's no um but you know then I started to all of it is like you start to see people having a really good time doing it. Um, and because I had, because I had done some 10 Ks, I was like, okay, uh, you know, uh, if I, I could, this would, could be a goal of something I could work towards. Uh, and it also like, I just signed up for one, you know? So it was like, once I had signed up for it, I also had no way out. Right. Right. In a way, you know? So I was like, well, all right, I guess I'm going to do it. And I, you know, had plenty of time, to train. So yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, and, and I, and I was feeling good up, up to getting to that. And so, but again, like I, it's that same thing of like, I don't think I would have ever thought about doing a marathon I, until I got through a half. Right. So as at this point, you have run two marathons, you've run NYC twice. Um, do you have a preferred distance to run? I, I mean, yes and no. I, I think marathons for me, take a it's a big commitment it just is right and I and having only done it twice I don't know that I've found it to be just like my favorite distance it feels really satisfying to know that I can do it and to feel to feel like that training is worth something um I think that what's nice about a half marathon is that it's very manageable for me at, at this point that like my time or my effort will feel less or more on any given day but 
I've been able to keep a level of fitness that allows me to be able to go run 13 miles. Um, so I think that's probably, I would prefer that to a full, just given the amount of time it takes up in my life. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That makes sense. It's also, I mean, I, just speaking for my, myself, I love the, the marathon distance, but there is something about to me the the half marathon where, you know, you're right. Like in terms of training commitment, it's not nearly the same commitment as like a full marathon. It's much more manageable. And it is also a sort of fun distance to really like go all, all in on um, and have it not sort of wreck your day. Like I, I've run really hard in certain marathons and like I'm done for the day. Yeah. Um, whereas a half, I, I can go that hard, take a nap and then I'm fine. Yeah. And it's, and again, then that, that expands onto like the amount of training, right? Because right. if you're on a marathon, then you have X amount of weeks of doing 13 plus mile runs. Right. So it's more days. Um, and, and that's just me personally. Like, there are people in this world who, who, for whom their level of fitness is such that that marathon distance is like no big deal. But, um, you know, I like the, I like the half because it is totally manageable, but you can, train to push it if you want to right so speaking of distances for somebody who who is new to say that the half marathon distance what is sort of one thing or like a couple things that that you would tell them that that they should know about running that distance um you know i think if you're going to talk about training if you're going to train for a half you do want to I would, I actually really, especially if you're starting out, think it's really wise to use a training plan because one of the things that new runners do often is get overuse injuries. And that's because you are at least, you know, one thing that happens is you get worried about being able to do something and you amp up your mileage too quickly and your body's not ready for it. Right. Right. So if you have someone who is experienced in, in building up mileage, telling you how to do it, it helps you to do it safely, you know, at least the first time, because then it means you can pile on your mileage in a safe way and not hurt your, not hurt your body. Um, I also think when you get to a half marathon distance, one of the more important things that people forget about is fueling. You know, generally, if you're going to run, depending on how quickly you run, if you're going to run a 10K, you don't need to fuel in the middle. But anytime you get what they say is anytime you get over an hour of running or, you know, as I would say over five to six miles, you need to replenish what you've lost. And a lot of people, I hear a lot of people just because they haven't practiced with it say, Oh, I don't go. I'm not, I'm not going to eat anything during this half marathon. And to me, that's, that's a big detriment. Uh, one, because you actually could really have a hard time, but two, because you could just have an easier time and not know it without, without doing that. Absolutely. Um, you know, as a, as, as a coach, you know, I work um, with NYR's group training a lot. And, you know, right now we're, we're in, in the session for people who are training for the Brooklyn half. And that's, that's a common thing that's come up with some of my group one runners is, you know, they're like, I'm really aiming to, to run about, you know, 135 or 130. Um, I, and, will ask about their fueling and like, well, I don't usually eat anything when I run that long. Um, you know, but I, I, I have to be able to, to reach down the right pace. Yeah, I, I, I can only hold it for so long, you know, and that has so far at least led to a discussion of, well, you know, if you took in something 
at mm-hmm. mile five, at mile six, you know, before you start to feel like you're sort of bonking out, that that would sustain you, and you could then maintain that effort or pace through the end. Um, yeah. And because they've never done that, they don't realize exactly how much they've lost. Right. Um, so until they, they sort of practice with it and, and realize, oh, now that I, I've had this thing, I still feel just as good as, as I did before. And now I can maintain this pace. Um, right. You know, but that's something that they, they will learn as they train for this. Um, but no, I, I, think, I think that is actually a, a super key thing that a lot of runners don't realize. And I think sometimes what gets ignored is the fueling aspect. The, the fueling and the like hydration, um, you know, you're right. A lot of it is like, oh, I don't eat anything. I don't usually need water for like, you know, for like nine miles. Um, and again, not realizing, well, maybe on race day when you're going yeah. at a harder effort, you might need some of that stuff, you know. And then not only will you hopefully be able to maintain the, the pace that you're going for, but you will also finish the race and feel better than mm-hmm. you would otherwise. Right. I mean, a big thing I know I learned during my first marathon training was that I didn't, I, I didn't fuel properly. I, I fueled during my long runs, but not well enough. And then the big mistake I made was that I didn't eat enough when I finished, which took me out for the rest of the day, you know, which doesn't have to be. So now we're going to switch gears a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the best run you've ever been on. And then the best run I've ever been on. Best run you've ever been on. Oh, I don't know. It's a tough question. I know. Well, I'm not prepared for it. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's a hard question because there. I don't. You know, there's a lot of criteria and goes that goes into the, the best run, right? I mean, the best race I've ever had was PRing at the NYC half by my like using the pacer, but that I really trained for and and what felt amazing about it was that I actually just didn't feel that hard until the end, you know, and that was a really gratifying thing to get to where I felt like I'd put in the work. I wasn't nervous. I just went out and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to follow this pacer. I'm going to see how it goes. And I was able to keep up, um, most of the time. And so I felt, I think that was probably one of the best races I've ever had. Yeah, that's great. And what, um, what, as far as what year was that? Uh, two or three years ago, I guess. It was the year after Mary paced me. So 2016? Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it was, I guess it, I guess it was 2016, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she, she paced you, she paced you <laughs> 2015. Yes. And then not long after, we started dating. Yes, I remember. <laughs> so. um, no, I think it was 2016. And, and, you know, I think there's an, it's tricky with that because, that was a great day. And sometimes you struggle to not to compare yourself to that day, but there's a lot of factors that go into a thing and there's a lot of factors that go into wherever you are. So one of the things I've been working hard to remember as I continue running in my life is that there's lots of variables that lead you to be wherever you are in your fitness and it's going to be come and go, you know, but the, the gratitude of being able to continue to do it is, is big for me. What about the worst run you've ever been on? <laughs> uh, I had a few of those. I mean, definitely 
there was a Brooklyn half a couple of years ago that I was coming off an injury. I was fine to run, but I was severely undertrained. And at mile eight, I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to run out of gas. You know, and you aren't done. You've got five miles left or whatever it is, and you've just got to get through it. But it was it was sort of helpful to understand what that felt like. Yeah, that's that's I've I've been that same boat. It's it's not pleasant. It's not fun. Um, what do you get out of running? Um, I get a lot. I get a lot of things out of running. I I started because I was not feeling good about myself. And definitely that had to do with my weight. But I will say that I started running because I knew I needed to get exercise, right? A benefit of doing that was losing some weight. But the bigger benefit that I found that I didn't know I was going to find was the mental clarity and the sort of processing time I got out of it that I have a pretty high pressure job. I spend a lot of my time thinking about work. And I don't usually think about work when I'm on a run. It's like a break for me to be able to solve a problem or not solve a problem, you know, but actually have some freedom away from, from doing something else. Yeah. That's, 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 that's always a, a, a nice part of it. I, I, you know, I think you and I both get a lot of the same stuff out of it and as do many other runners. It's nice to sort of be able to let go of the working world for a tiny bit and just sort of be in a moment and not think about anything or think yeah. about everything. Um, well, sometimes the funny thing is what you're thinking about is how miserable that particular run is. But yes. what it means is you're not thinking about the other things in your life that are bothering you. It, you know, like it is exactly. actually like you, you're, 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 you not only get the endorphins and the, and the sort of flush physical flush in your body of like getting that stuff out. But, um, you are actually forced to think about your breathing and your feet and your legs in a way that doesn't allow you to think about the other things. That's true. Do you have any favorite podcasts or music when you are on the run? If you listen to, th to anything? Um, I, well, as you know, I don't really listen to podcasts. Um, but I do, when I first started running, I was unable to do it without music and I would have to make like very specific sort of playlists that were all like upbeat things so that I wasn't thinking about the fact that I was running. Um, and that's no longer true, but I do in general prefer more upbeat, more pop songs, unless I'm feeling cranky or not. Sometimes I, sometimes some very slow music is useful, but I generally like something more upbeat. All right. How has running impacted your relationships with other people? Um, I mean, again, I think running in general has given me a, a way to process my feelings. So it means when I'm uh, at work or with other people, I've, I'm in a better mental state, which I think is just helpful in general. I do notice that when I don't run for a while, I get cranky. And that's generally why I just haven't had that. I haven't been able to sort of like get my energy in alignment again. Um, but so I think I'm a ha generally I'm a happier person because I get exercise now. Good. Always a good thing. You know, it, it, is it possible that you maybe met your husband through <laughs> through running? <laughs> well, yes, but I wouldn't say that's how running affected my relationships with people. I mean, it helped I mean, bring yes, a I, new relationship I, I, into your life. Well, what 
what's funny is when I started running, my mother said, oh, maybe you'll meet someone. And I was like, mom, you, you run next to people. You don't talk to them, which is weirdly true. Like unless, so it's running both introduces you to people and isn't a social sport in that you are doing it by yourself, but it, it, um, it encourage running, you know, there are so many people who join clubs and there's so many groups of people who run that if you choose to engage, if you choose to join a group, socially it will benefit your life yeah yeah that's, that's true. my husband yes um so this is probably a, a very real scenario that we have both encountered it's like 90 degrees outside 60 percent humidity super sunny and you have to run 18 miles that day which is a very real thing if you live in new york how do you do it well, unfortunately, you get up at five in the morning, right? If you have to run that long in the middle of a humid summer, you can't leave after six or six thirty, right? So that you start out. But you, but again, you have to do all the things that you have to do plus. So you have to eat before. You need to make sure you have sunscreen on, uh, and that includes you, Nick, <laughs> Mister. I don't need sunscreen. Um, but you also need to really think about your hydration. And in New York, we're lucky because you can do one of three things. You can plan your route where there are water fountains, because in New York parks, there are tons of water fountains, generally enough so that you wouldn't need to bring your own water. Or you need to figure out how to bring your own water, which is either a handheld or a hydration pack. Um, or you need to bring some dollars and stop in a bodega every time you need some water. But truly the most important thing about running in humid weather is to, to make sure you hydrate properly and that you wear sunscreen. Okay, last question. I think I know what you're going to say, <laughs> but I could be wrong. Oh, no. Is this like the newlywed game? What if I fail? No, it's not about me. It's about you. <laughs> All right. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, or The Hunger Games? Well, I've only seen two of those three movies. Out of those two. Harry Potter. Okay. That's what I thought okay. you would say. That doesn't have anything to do with running, though. Nothing to do with running at all. <laughs> Did you just want the whole world to know that I hadn't seen Lord of the Rings? You, you didn't have mentioned that at all. In fact, the, <laughs> I, I asked you, of the two that you had seen, not specifying which ones you had seen, which one you would refer to Harry Potter, I made no mention of Lord of the Rings at all. I you, think you set me up. You brought that up yourself. If I set you up, that was not intentional, and I apologize. <laughs> All right, apology accepted. Wonderful. Thank you, honey, for, for joining us. Um, it's been a pleasure. Again, well, a lot of stuff I already knew, but I feel like a lot of people benefit from, from hearing from hearing these stories because they're, they're a common thread for a lot of people of I, I, I wasn't happy with X, Y, and Z. I started running. These things started to happen. And now life is... A little bit better at least in, in certain ways or I, I'm not connected to a bigger community or that I, I, ha I have an extra support in my life that I did not have before and that's useful um, and I, I, I you know I, I think what I have learned from, from coaching and from being a runner myself is that you hear these stories sort of in bits and pieces when you're on the run with somebody else or in like, like a a group run and, and you find a, a running buddy and, and you share some of these things. So you only ever sort of get them piecemeal 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the hope with that, with, with hearing your story and with, and with this whole podcast series is that you, you get a little more access to more of these stories. You know, I know a lot of runners feel like, well, you know, I, I don't know any of those who run or people I do know who run are super competitive, you know, and they, they don't feel, it's why they, they don't feel like they're a real runner because mm-hmm. they don't know other people who are just like them. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's ultimately the benefit of, of this whole thing. At least that's, that's the hope that we have for it. So thank you for joining us, honey. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. All right. Love you. Bye. Love Bye. you too. Thank you for joining us today for our very first official podcast episode, episode one with Terry Kohler. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. We thank you for visiting our site. Uh, we hope that you continue to come back and check out future episodes. Once more, thank you again for joining us. We hope to hear from you next time.